Hey, Carl. Great mini review of the Abomination Vaults. Really enjoyed it. Great job doing it spoiler free. I missed that game. I'm sorry. I had to drop out of it. Just my work schedule changed where Wednesdays aren't tenable anymore, sadly. Um, so hopefully that'll again change at some point. But at the moment, it's just what it is. If you hang out till I retire, then, you know, I can help finish the campaign with you. But I am excited to be starting up Palladium Fantasy with you guys. So that's going to be fun. And I had a lot of fun playing with you in Reaver the other day. So thank you for, you, you know, putting up with me in that game. Because I have a lot of fun playing alongside of you. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geomologist Presents. That was Jason Connerly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast at the top of the show. Thank you, Jason, for that call. Yeah, I'm going to try to do spoiler-free type of mini-reviews if I can, as best I can, especially for adventures where there could be a spoiler and it could ruin things. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure if you really want to, you can take the title, copy-paste it, or ask Siri or Google to find it. And you can probably find a actual play of of the product or whatever if you really wanted a spoiler. But uh, unless it's a rule book or like a world book without, you know, I can give a spoiler overview without GM secrets. That is the plan. So today is the, probably something that you might not find or not be aware of. And I thought it was a pretty cool um, set of products. I like this company a lot and I will talk about them after the unboxing. Thanks again so much, Jason, and I'll talk to you all soon. Oh, I, well, wait. So it has been fun playing with you. Uh, we were able to play Reaver, and we will be playing Palladium Fantasy. Reaver, you can hear a recap in uh, GM Selen player buy-in, um, the previous podcast that I ran. I think it's number 63, um, season 263. And um, yeah, I, I missed... I think a week or Monday for my mini reviews. This is like a week late, but there are other reasons and you can find about out about that in those podcasts as well. Um, I don't know. I'm going to try to have a podcast ready for Wednesday, but uh, we, we'll see. It'll be recorded hopefully today or tomorrow because I'm going to be kind of out of it uh, this week. So anyway, uh, thanks again, Jason. And uh, here comes the unboxing. All right, today's unboxing is a 9 by 11 envelope, mail envelope, USPS, from Art of the Genre out of San Marcos, California. Again, I don't need any, uh, today I don't need any help with a tool. It's a pull tab. And it comes out. Oh, interesting. Cool, cool. Oh, wow. It's uh, three things. Three things in here. It looks like it is. So Art of the Genre is 
is a cool company. I like them. They um, they publish uh, modules kind of that have both 5e and 1e rules in them. Well, you know, classic D&D, AD&D, or you could use BX, right? But in here, this is uh, the Retro Classics. I guess it is the S13, 14, and 15 adventures for levels 10 to 12, 11 to 13, and 12 to 14. Ice on the Water, The Mines of Doom, The Castle of Death. So, I guess it is a trilogy. So, um, yeah. This is true. That's cool. This is so the Folio Retro Classics. Um, I don't know what's the, what is it? Is it called the Castle of Death trilogy? The Ice on the Water trilogy. It's called the Ice on the Water trilogy by Scott Taylor. So pretty cool. I will um, go into details about this when I review it. It looks really cool. Um, yeah. Neat to neat stuff. They're all like the, the kind of classic module size and they have like they look kind of like have a second edition um type of cover you know with the or is it late late first edition type cover maybe it is uh, where they have like the two color cover with like a border at the top and then the and a nice a picture kind of bordered by you know so pretty cool um yeah i do like art of the genre i like what they produce and we'll talk about this in more detail in a little bit. All right, so who are art of the genre? Well, I will read from about us from their website, which I will link in the show notes. Art of the genre is a place where art meets words. It is founded by Scott Taylor, and he founded Art of the Genre because he believed, I'm paraphrasing, that we as consumers are losing a vital part of our fantasy and science fiction genre past. Together with artists Jeff Easley, David Dietrich, and Jeff Lobenstein, I created this site, that's Scott Taylor, not only to help foster new stories that concern the works of these artists, but also give them a place where they could feature their work, both old and new. Together, it's our goal to make something unique that can be enjoyed by fans of both the art and the written word of the genre that we hold dear. Jeff, David, Jeff, and I have been doing work together since 2009, and we built some great interactive fan sites on Facebook, um, if you're that old, that we'd love to have you take a look at as you join our quest to bring back some of the creative spark that has gone out of science fiction fantasy field in the past 20 years. That might be a, you know controversial statement but definitely they feel like uh they produce works that are osr but osr and feel but compatible to both osr and like i said 5e so um yeah so let's look at uh the ice on the water trilogy so it is a uh, three books each book is about 40 pages or so and there is a yeah, 40 pages there's like a little there's an exterior art cover and then I, who does the exterior art i can tell you because they're all very similar in style um it looks like the cover art is by chet minton interior art is by simon adams and uh, interestingly even though the to me the the maps 
um, look. So like in other folios, they have like a uh, flat, you know, blue, <laughs> your classic flat map that has the blue background with the square, you know, a typical dungeon map that we remember from back in the day. But they also include like a 3D map with them in a lot of their products. And this one, they look like Dyson Logos uh, maps, but they're not. Dyson logos only because they have that like the hatch in the background uh, to cover where the you know the the stone would be, um, but they the apparently these the cartography here is by Scott Taylor and Robert uh, Rudnicki, um, so it just depends. I think in that yeah it's a uh, Scott Taylor is given like the art the credit for the cartography in here, so I'm assuming that's both the dungeon and then like the there's a big map. In the first one of the like the world where you're at so uh, like i said um they're about 40 pages they have about they have three parts um it's also a pretty large font which i can more or less read without my readers so um which is cool and then they have stat blocks for um both uh like a bx 1e uh labyrinth lord whatever os clone you want to use and a 5e which is interesting. So what is this trilogy about? I'll read the back because that really wouldn't be a spoiler. So it tells you that a coven of powerful barbarian druids is threatening the citizens and more importantly, the coffers of the great port city of Findelin. Titanic storms, floods, heat waves, and basic pestilence conjured by the druids have plagued the city for the better part of a year. The lords of the city want war with their barbarian neighbors and they're summoning forces to get it. Although travel to the city is now almost suicidal. Enter Benicio Hathaway, the academic and black sheep nephew of the city's high admiral. He has decided on another plan of action that might not only save the city, but countless lives and warriors on both sides. So he's delved into ancient Texas Benicio and has uncovered a powerful elemental magic known as the Four Branches, which have the ability to counter any natural magic the druids have conjured. However, the material components of the spell are living pieces of the four elemental world trees, and it gives you the names of the trees. And these ancient trees are said to exist in the far north and are guarded by powerful elemental creatures. So your task, you're going to, in the first one, it looks like you, uh, you get, go on the journey and get there and do a few things, learn about the north. He really, Scott Taylor really emphasizes, you know, play up the winter and, and the cold and all that kind of stuff. It's, it, it's, it is for levels 10 through 12. So you're a pretty powerful character. I guess the incentive would be, um, it says here in the Gathering the Party intro, it's not really a spoiler, but the incentive is you'll be given land and a manor and titles. Um, so they, you know, you get on a boat and you, you go out there. And I think what's interesting is, I, thought, I think something interesting in what Scott is doing in these adventures is really hitting the highlights, right? It gives you the opportunity as a GM if you want to, fill in like journey parts with encounters you can but you know there's a highlight maybe like one encounter that you know that could happen um if you if the gm wants it on the way there um he has something i guess you fight a lot of uh, lower level creatures uh, so he has something called cinematic mass combat and i think it's kind of interesting in a way uh, to do it so um let's see if there's something else what do you say um the first part covers the voyage north, and then the second part's, you know, the other other things about uh, about here. And I think there was something here that he wanted to say that I can read. 
Um, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of what it is. You know, the lower en- you know lower enemies in this mass combat system, which is pretty interesting. It's effectively, you know, um, for example, like a fighter type, um, when they they throw one hit roll and they kill X number based on their hit dice. Um, barbarian throws assassins, magic users, illusionists, cleric types kill less. Um, you take X amount, it's like you're fighting a swarm effectively in 5e. That's kind of in a way how it is. You take a set amount of damage that you can reduce the damage depending on how many enemies you kill uh, during a round. But you can also, you know, go all out combat. You can heal, you can go full defensive, you mitigate that damage. Uh, there's a nasty new monster and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, which they give like two pages on. So, um, yeah, it's a good, uh, in the first book, like I said, there's usually three parts in each module. Uh, the first book is, is the journey. The second book part is, um, you know, getting there and find, and investigating a ruin nearby. And the third part is like a dungeon crawl. I believe that it's underneath, um, underneath the ruin. So, uh, so yeah, that's how you begin. The, the trilogy. I, I feel like these could be, just reading through it, I feel like at least the first one here, um, the first one could definitely be done. If, you could get to the dungeon crawl probably in like one sitting and then, uh, or maybe to at least the, through some of the, the above ground section under which lies the dungeon, uh, maybe in like one one and a half sittings, and then the dungeon would probably take one or two, depending on how efficient or or hard the encounters might be. So, so it looks like pretty interesting encounters. I'm just looking through here. I see some. There's both like combat and non-combat encounters, which I I, I like. There's ways that you can you know, use diplomacy to get yourself out, and and then of course at the end it says that this ends the first part of the trilogy. The next chapter can be found in the the Folio Retro Classics S14, The Minds of Doom. So in The Minds, it continues, like The Minds of Doom is the second one. And again, it is about um, 40, I think it's a little less, it's 32 pages. Um, again, cartography by Scott Taylor. And it has, you know, um, it gives like some traveling rules while you're here, a bit of background. And in the traveling rules, there's one or two encounters um, that are set, but other than that, you know, it's up to the GM whether they want, you know, random encounters in the journey or not. And then uh, it looks like it then goes to um, the other parts. This one actually might only be like two parts, the journey and then the mines. Um, the so-called mines, or is it really pretty recent? Yeah, part one is uh, back at the town that you, you sort of home base town that you establish or you kind of go to in the first one and then the mine and it's probably part two is there a part two there might only be like one part which is a oh, part two is uh another part of the mine maybe um so there you go and they, the, the cool thing to me is these i mean they're dungeons but they're not like huge dungeons either um and it looks like again, again, sort of the the classic D and D stat block and a five E stat block. Um, let's see. So, for example, um, the two dungeons here. 
They're about 20, 20 room dungeons. So that's not, not, that's not hideous, right? So that's pretty good. You know, it's a good size dungeon, but not like, you know, multiple floors with hundreds of rooms type of thing. And finally, the Castle of Death, uh, um, which is S15. And that one, um, it has like a 20 room dungeon and then like a castle, which is again, is not too arduous. I think this one clocks in at uh, 30 pages or so, 28 pages actually. And it is again, um, sort of parts. It has some above ground maps. And again, they, um, they talk about that mass combat system and damage and how that works cinematic mass combat because you can fight a lot of minions just so you can get to the boss right so um or the boss monsters or the bo monsters that you take on the you know, one-on-one um i did see it's good a lot of classic monsters that you might fight i won't give it totally away but uh pretty pretty neat i think yeah and i think again these are short enough and the dungeons aren't arduous enough that these could be done and like each one could be done in like three sessions really kind of very much like a classic like even when we did Sinister Secret Assault Marsh we were able to finish that in like three sessions so three about you know, three hour sessions really so about nine to ten hours of gameplay so maybe you have here each module is about nine to ten hours of gameplay three sessions so 30 hours worth of gameplay for these modules um, look up art of the genre they have a lot of neat stuff their art the cover art on some of these is fantastic by some classic artists um i do recommend the, the the black either the orange spine books or the black folio uh offerings as well um there's definitely some adult themes and there's some adult kind of art um related to both the covers and interior and in the interior but um i've enjoyed these products and uh there you go my main review of the ice on the water trilogy by scott taylor and art of the genre All right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to The Geomologist Presents. Hey, if you have a response or comment or question, you can contact me in various ways. An easy way, used to be easier, but an easy way is you can leave me a message on, through the Anchor website. You can send me a message to geomologist at gmail.com. You can drop me a line on the, as a PM on the various discords. Or you can even use uh, my SpeakPipe account. I have it linked in the show notes to leave me a message there. So thank you so much. Hope you've enjoyed it again. Music, intro and outro music is by TJ Drennan. My wife Amy does a cover clip art. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you.